it is my pleasure to welcome on Dr. Brett Kendall from the Andrews Institute for Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Um, to give some background on, on Brett, and I'll let him introduce himself as well. He's also a team physician uh, for Niceville High School and uh, also a team physician for the Blue Wahoos. Brett, thank you so much for taking some of your time today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. All right. So there, there's a couple of things that, that I want to dive into. Um, we're not going to talk about any, any specifics, but with the situation that happened on on um, on Monday night with, with Demar Hamlin, I wanted to ask and uh, and get a hold of of your thoughts regarding sideline emergencies. So that I know that there from 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 my conversations, there are there's certain preparation that that doctors do at, at the Andrews Institute and just the team physicians throughout the Panhandle area for all of their respective high schools in preparing for a situation like this. What steps do sideline responders like athletic trainers or physicians take uh, to make sure that they're prepared for a sideline emergency? Yeah, that's a great question, Drew. I mean, we here at Andrews Institute cover all of the local high schools in the surrounding four counties. And so we have 23 total high schools in addition to some of the colleges and the Wahoos, as you mentioned. And so um, every year prior to football season in July, we will hold um, a sideline emergency course where all of the providers, the sports medicine physicians, as well as the athletic trainers, um, even some of the physical therapists and things will come to that. And we focus on specifically emergency cases that um, we in, in, can, may encounter during any sporting event, including football. And those include cardiac events, such as, you know, what happened this week, um, any spine injuries, um, you know, cervical injuries and things that we see in football games and things of that nature, heat illness, which is very important in this part of the country, um, and how we manage those situations, fracture care, and then other medical emergencies that may come up with uh, diabetics and things of that nature when they're playing. And so... Um, we have that course um, where we, we do hands-on stations. It's a whole evening that we do it in July to sort of rehearse and go over different scenarios and get some hands-on experience and uh, sort of um, just get some practice under everyone's belt to refresh their memory on exactly what needs to be done. That way in the heat of the moment, you know, in the setting of like, you know, all the anxiety and the nerves that go along with having an emergency, um, the, the, hopefully the medical team is more comfortable with uh, implementing the plan and, 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 and being uh, very efficient in their intervention. And, 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 and that helps with the outcome of, for the athlete. Yeah. I think that to, to, to go further into the importance of it, I think you kind you, you kind of answered it there, but the, the overall sort of the, the, the preparation being so important to, to help uh, in, in a way, I don't know if it would help, as you said, just the, trainers and the physicians who are there in a way calm themselves down because they've practiced it, you know, they've been there, where if something happens, they know the exact steps to address the issue to to try to make sure that they help the athlete as much as they can quickly. Is that part of the reason why this preparation is so important for these incidents and going through that course, as you said? Absolutely. I mean, as with anything in life, you know, the more you have um, practice and repetition, Things seem to go more smoothly, and, and, and you get better at it. And, you know, there's a lot of these medical emergencies, such as spine boarding an athlete or something. you got to be very careful with how you remove the, um, the, the equipment, the, if they have a helmet on, those things, how you transfer them to the spine board, those things. So 
rehearsal is key, and also time is essential in all of these uh, situations. I mean, sometimes mm. seconds and minutes really count. And so the, the, there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of different providers that are on the field, including the sports medicine physician, the athletic trainers, the EMS providers. And so it's really important that you have all of those individuals um, sort of on the same page as how to delegate and have clear roles and, uh, you know, who's, who's in charge for each, you know, who's, who's um, you know, commanding the head in a spine injury, who's, you know, administering CPR, who's getting the AED if, if they have a cardiac arrest. You know, all of these things are important. And um, we have emergency action plans that are in place for each and every school and each and every venue that we cover sporting events at. And those action plans will sort of outline, you know, where the EMS uh, are located, how they enter onto the field or the venue in the event that they need, where the helicopter could come in if needed, how we signal. You know, all of those things are reviewed every year with the um, school administrators, the coaches, um, those things. We also have medical timeouts 30 minutes prior to any football game with the EMS providers, make sure everybody's on the same page with all that. And then, you know, we also maintain all of our basic life support, advanced cardiovascular life support, uh, training and things as providers. Dr. Brett Kendall of the Andrews Institute for Orthopedics and Sports Medicine joins the Sports Drive now. Um, talking about sideline emergencies, how, how how frequently do these come up? I, I would assume, and, and pardon me for, for, for assuming, but I, I don't know how often the, these come up in terms of things that whether you personally have gone through or others. I mean, how, how often these do, do these sideline emergencies happen, regardless whether it's football or any other sport? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. It's one of those things. It's really relatively un- unpredictable because of the fact that, um, you know, these can happen at any moment in any, you know, m- any sporting event, really. You can see uh, one of these different emergencies occur. You may have a game, a football game, for instance, where you board two or three athletes in a game, and then you may go a full season and not board a single athlete. You know, it's one of those things uh, – Cardiac events, uh, you know, the cardiac arrest event that happened this past Monday, that's extremely rare for something like that to occur. But, you know, at a high school game this year, we had one of the referees have um, a cardiac arrest on the field. So, you know, you also have the the fans in the stands. So, you know, things are always, um, uh, you know, it's it's, um, something you really just have to be prepared um, because intervention and quickly intervening is, is, is essential because, Literally, the survival rates go down drastically as minutes go by in some of these different emergencies. Dr. Brett Kendall joining the Sports Drive now. Is there anything that an athlete or a coach uh, can or should do to best avoid a sideline emergency or maybe help themselves prepare, prepare maybe even the coach's uh, standpoint for any sort of a possible uh, sideline emergency like this? Is there anything that they can do to prevent it or be prepared for in case of something that does happen, how, how they should react and go about things? Yeah, I mean, there's always um, things that we can do to try to help prepare the coaches and, and any anyone else that may be on, uh, you know, in direct contact with the athletes in the setting of an emergency. So those things would include, for, first of all, you know, I mentioned the emergency action plans that we have established for each and every school and venue, the coaches and, and, and any other personnel or, you know, uh, people that are on the sidelines really should be aware of those emergency action plans, what those look like, because those outline a variety of different situations where it be a shooting, a bomb threat, or, you know, all these different variety of things that are outside of even the medical emergencies themselves. Um, 
So those are important to sort of be aware of and, and, and what that looks like at each different location uh, that you may be going to or, or, or coaching at. And then uh, I, I encourage coaches to, to get first aid and, and basic loss support training. You know, how do you administer CPR? I mean, sometimes, you know, uh, at practices and things, they may be the first one uh, uh, to the athlete. And so those things can make a big difference. Um, with regard to, you know, we're following the medical advice of the athletic trainers, the medical physicians, you know, um, with regard to hydration, for instance, and, and heat illness. And, you know, we have, um, you know, um, medical providers that are keeping tabs on these various athletes, and some of them may have sickle cell trait and things that are at higher risk for, you know, sickle crisis in the setting of heat or, um, you know, altitude. And so following the medical advice that's given is, is important. And then, Obviously, when you're dealing with football, coaches just really emphasizing proper tackling techniques and things to try to mitigate any uh, cervical spine or, you know, con- you know variety of uh, brain- concussion, brain injury, things of that nature is important. Absolutely. Well, well uh, Dr. Kendall, I, I really appreciate you for taking the time to, to talk about this. And everything is informative, you know, the, the, that you said, whether it be for me um, and also I, I – I'm sure that people who may be listening, whether they're an athlete themselves or, or have a, a child who is an athlete, a, a lot of things that, that people can take and learn from the trainers themselves, and I really appreciate you for taking the time and, and uh, coming on the show today. You have a good one, and uh, maybe we'll be in touch again here soon. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, and uh, have a good night.